This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 853, Ex-Examiner Fiona's Facts for IELTS Speaking Part 2. Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English with your hosts, former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer. With hundreds of band seven, eight, and nine success stories, our strategies are the smartest in the IELTS world. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz. Go to allearsenglish.com slash my score. Today, you'll hear a conversation between two ex-examiners, me, of course, and Fiona from England. Listen up to learn the honest truth about what you must do in speaking part two to impress the examiner and increase your score. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, IELTS Energy listeners. We have another amazing guest today. Um, last week, you guys got to hear teacher Luke on this podcast. And today, we have another teacher, but this time, guys, an IELTS expert and an ex-examiner like me. I am so excited to welcome to the show Fiona. Fiona, welcome to IELTS Energy. Hi, Jessica. Thanks ever so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited. Um, we are trying to bring on as many expert voices as we can to help our students in 2020. So I am super stoked to have you here. Um, Fiona, can you tell us a little bit about your, your IELTS background? Sure. Well, it's probably been about 20 years. I was trying to work out when I started. And yeah, I've been teaching and examining for IELTS now for about 20 years. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. I just I just think it's a really fabulous and interesting exam. So I can, although I've tried to leave it, I can't. I love it. Isn't that funny? I know. Like um I'm I'm in in kind of the same boat as you. I started teaching IELTS probably mm, by now 15 16 years ago. Um was an examiner for 14 of those years and at, I was I was happy to stop examining, but I still yeah. love to teach the test, which is yeah. a funny thing to say. <laughs> well, I think if you know the test inside and out, you kind of feel you've got so much to say. And especially if you're an examiner, then you're marking all the time and you, you keep thinking you want to help these people exactly. so much. You think, look, if only you'd come to me first, I could have I there's so much you want to get out of your system because you're marking and judging all the time. Right. And you, yeah, you can't stop that. You can't help it. I know. I know. Totally. I have those thoughts as well. Um, guys, so we are going to talk about what the examiner scores you on specifically for speaking part two today. All right. So stay tuned. We're going to get into a lot of insider information for you guys. Um, but yeah, just on that note that you were mentioning before, I, I had those thoughts too, especially towards like the end of my examining career. 
I would be grading essays and I'd be like, oh my God, if you guys had just like learned our essay templates, why? Like, why didn't you prepare with an expert before you paid for this exam? Because the exam is expensive. So expensive. And people take it over and over again without getting any advice in between. Right. I know. Guys, just doing the exam over and over again, that's not practice. That's not, you're not learning anything. What you're doing actually is practicing failure. You're just repeating the same mistakes and making it even worse for yourself. Right. Because then like unlearning habits is difficult. Like I love when students get into three keys IELTS and they have no IELTS experience because then we're starting with a clean slate and they could just learn everything they need to and just use that. Like there's nothing in the way. Right. But unlearning bad habits is even more difficult. Exactly, exactly. And I think, as you know, from an examiner's point of view, you know the kind of things that seriously lose points, like, you know, in general training, in the informal writing. Oh, gosh. uh, People tend to just launch into this really formal letter to a friend. Yes. I'm I'm unavailable. It's inconvenient for me. These kind of words. (laughs) Totally. You know, just... And but they, it's hard to convince people. But as an examiner, you know that's just going to lose the mark so easily. Well, that's why Fiona and I are both relieved now that we're not examiners anymore <laughs> because we can give you this advice and you know you can trust us. Like you, this is, we know guys, we are like, we were literally examiners. Okay. We have applied the scoring system thousands and thousands of times. So, okay, let's get into it, Fiona. So speaking part two, there is a myth out there that um, very much irks the both of us as uh, former examiners. And this is about the bullet points. Oh, okay. So guys, <laughs> listeners, you can hear my frustration here. Um, Fiona, can you explain to our audience what is, what is the, the misconception that we want to clear up today? Well, the whole point of the speaking exam, the way it's structured is to help all levels of students. So you know that it starts off with really familiar questions that everybody can answer. Where do you live or what did you study at school? So that's to really help people who might feel nervous. It's, it's, it's not a kind of exam that's, that's supposed to stress you out. It's supposed to get the best out of you. Right. So the first yeah. part gives you those really easy questions. Of, of course, you can go off on a tangent with them, but, but it's just for the, the lower level learners. And the same happens when you come to part two, isn't it, Jessica? Yeah. Um, everybody's paid the money, that everybody gets that 15 minutes test. So they're all treated equally so everybody has to have a chance to speak as much as they can and so the 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 bullet points are just really there to help anybody who's struggling people it helps them plan gives them a bit of thinking time but there's absolutely no reason why you have to answer them So as, as an examiner, um, did you even look at the bullet points before listening to the, the candidate talk? Absolutely not. I mean, Me neither. <laughs> no. Why would you? I mean, possibly during the one minute planning, you might just be looking around and you might notice the bullet points, but all you care about is vaguely that topic and very, very vaguely. 
Exactly. Exactly. Guys, I really, really hope this message is getting through to you guys today because like I say this in Three Keys IELTS, we've said it on the show before. Um, Fiona, you've told your students this. Fiona also has an amazing IELTS podcast, guys, and we'll tell you how to find that at the end of the show. So stay tuned for the whole thing, guys. Um, yeah. I, I, even yesterday, I was teaching a personal coach student who asked this question like, but what if I don't talk about the bullet points? Okay. So guys, Trust us, all right? We don't even look at the bullet points. During that minute while you guys are taking notes and planning, I'm usually like, the examiner mind is usually just sort of weighing the score. Like that's sort of my time to be like, okay, are, am I thinking you're around a six? Are you around a seven? Like what am I gonna listen for now in speaking part two? Like what do you have to prove to me? I'm not sure about your grammar score. I'm gonna listen for your structures. I'm not sure about if you're quite a seven for vocab, so I'm really going to listen for that, right? So that's like the examiner mind is sort of working at that time. We're not thinking about the bullet points. So, okay, what are we listening for? On not just speaking part two, but the whole thing for your score. Let's just define this as clearly as possible for our students, but like specifically for part two. So to be fluent and coherent in part two, that first FC score, um, what, what does the examiner need to hear in speaking part two for a seven or higher for fluency and coherence? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, part two is a perfect chance to absolutely prove to the examiner that you're a seven because it's kind yes. of saying, I can do this without those bullet points. Yes. I can just ramble on for two minutes using fabulous vocabulary and, and a whole range of grammar structures telling a story, for example, where, you know, you could show past perfect or you could say, oh, I wish I'd never done it or those kind of structures. But by allowing yourself the freedom to just talk completely naturally and fluently in that part two, you'll be just hitting all those band criteria. Yes, exactly. So um, what is fluency, guys? What is fluency? It is not being perfect, right? Like that's not what we're, we're expecting. Um, fluency is being able to keep communicating in a more or less natural way, right? So telling a story like Fiona said, that is one of like the core three key strategies is developing a story in speaking part two, guys. And it's not a super organized story because that also is not natural right? Like you don't have to have a conclusion, guys. That is not natural. <laughs> so fluency is when you can keep going and the examiner has to stop you at two minutes. And hopefully you're like in the middle of telling a story because if I have to stop you at two minutes and I know you could keep going again, like that is fluency guys. And as far as like the coherence part, 
yeah, more or less organized. But here's the thing about being natural when we are speaking for a long time, like two minutes. We are going to go off on tangents. Like Fiona said, rambling. I like that. We ramble uh, when we talk, especially if it's we're telling a story for a long time, right? It's not going to be perfectly organized. So as far as transition phrases to go into a tangent, guys, you've heard me say this on the show before. I'm always like, oh, you know, as a side note, and then I'll like go off on like a tangent or a side note. So how, Fiona, how would you define a tangent or a side note? And why do you think that's good for their scores? Okay. Well, the example that stands out in my mind is recently, the question was something like to wear, tell a story about, or tell about a time when you wore something smart. And of course the bullet (laughs) points, you can guess what they were. They were say where you were, what you wore, and why you wore it. I mean, that would take you 30 seconds, really, to say, I wore a suit to my wedding. And, and actually, that was what happened with a, actually a very high-level speaker who, oh. well, the thing is that, that you know, high-level speakers, they, they think it's just a test of their, their, their speaking ability. So they often come to the test thinking they just have to answer the question. Well, right. They've answered the question, I wore a suit to my wedding, but they don't know that the examiner's desperately looking at the clock and hoping that they will speak for two minutes because we have to, that is part of our job to allow them that two minutes. And uh, we don't like that awful silence. But oh we, my God, it gets so awkward, especially yeah. if it's like, um, well, anytime that gets awkward, if you, you know, you're not talking and we are there to hear you talk, it is a speaking exam. Um, but uh, like with high level students and like native speakers, you know, if like you said, like that is in the real world, I would just be like, oh, I wore an awesome dress to prom when I was 18. And then like, that's it. I'd be like, I answered the question. Um, But guys, like, again, it is vital. It is imperative that you guys prepare with an IELTS insider expert, okay? Like us, so you know what to do and you don't waste that money on your next exam. Um, Okay, so what would be an example of a side note or tangent in the answer to that question describing an occasion when you wore something smart. I love it. British English. I would say fancy, but uh, what's a side note or tangent? Okay. So for example, you, you went to your wedding and you wore your best suit. I mean, you could start thinking, you could start talking about what other people wore or, or what you ate or where the wedding was or something about your bride or groom or how long you planned the wedding, where you met them, anything, anything related to that would be fine. Mm Because Jessica, also as an examiner, um, we're being monitored, aren't we? So we're often monitored and we don't know that we're being monitored. So if we stop that two minutes early because you've run out of things to say, then we have to just, again, just wait. So it's so awkward. Yeah, and it might seem really strange for the um, candidate that that we're just waiting there. So all the examiner wants you to do is talk about anything related to that day or why you wore it or do you still have it? Um, Anything. 
Yeah, like really guys, anything. I like how when you were describing this examiner role earlier, you were like, we are desperate to hear you guys keep talking. And that is so true, guys. That is it. It is a speaking exam. You must speak. Just keep going. It is not going to be perfectly organized. It is not going to be perfect grammatically, right? Just keep going talking, right? And then of course, if you dive into details, then you start showing specific vocabulary. If you try and stay general, if you doubt yourself, if you don't keep talking, that vocab score also goes down, right? So keep going anything that comes to mind. So you could introduce details like that by like as a like on a side note, as a side note or be like Okay, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here, right? Go off on a tangent. Like that is awesome native vocab. It counts as a transition phrase. So there are so many smart ways that you could keep talking in speaking part two. So let's um, end today by recommending an activity or two that students might be able to do before their exam to practice this fluency. Fiona, how do you think students can start developing this skill oh yes definitely um i do these speaking challenges where they have to do two minutes a day and record themselves for 30 days and i do it with them and you can get them on my website my instagram account and i record them i record myself and at, at the start, it's, it's really awful. It's difficult. I find it difficult. Two minutes to just keep talking. It's hard. Without, you know, umming and eyeing. Well, we all do that. It's natural. It's part of yeah. speech. Yeah. But do that every day. Two minutes. Listen to yourself afterwards. Repeat it if you want, because repetition makes you better and more confident. Yes. But you definitely need to get used to that two minutes. You've got to know when you're kind of running out or that you can draw it to a close and that's two minutes, that's fine. That that just takes a bit of getting used to, I think, because we all For feel sure. awkward. Uh, we feel a bit weird talking to ourselves maybe, but so, so what? Who cares? I know. Just get over that, guys. Because you know what? You you have to. Like, there's no there's no option here, guys. If you (laughs) you can't choose to not practice, and then you're gonna do poorly. Like, your only way to make sure you're prepared for test day is to speak out loud. Right? Talk to yourself, Um, Fiona. How can students find the speaking challenge of yours? Okay, it's on my website. If you go to my website, it's IELTS ETC, which stands for and there's a menu and you can just go to the speaking part and the speaking on the menu has got part one two and three so if you go to part two you'll find my speaking challenge there and there's lots of videos with tape scripts included as well so you can practice and listen to other ones That's awesome. Okay, guys. And if you are wondering what you would get on IELTS if you took it today, don't pay for the exam. Come take our free quiz. It is five minutes. We'll give you an estimated band score and lots of free resources just for your level designed by me, ex-examiner. So guys, check it out, allearsenglish.com slash my score. And definitely check out Teacher Fiona's website, guys. We are both IELTS experts and we we agree on everything. I mean, so far, like we really approach the exam and teaching very similarly. 
<laughs> I love it. All right, Fiona. Um, thank you so much for being a guest on the show today. It was lovely to have you. And I hope that we can have another conversation. I hope so too, Jessica. Thanks ever so much for having me today. Lovely speaking to you. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.